Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie uh, with Alex. I want to remind you, though, that we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories, where you can save 15% off your first order using the code It Just Works Pod in all caps. Thank you, Forever Grips Gaming, for sponsoring the show. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and engage in the posts, questionnaires, or polls I do on there, which I haven't done in a while. I need to. And you're also welcome to DM me on there as well. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, or concerns, make sure you follow us again. That is at it just works pod on Instagram at it just works pod. Now that's enough for me. So let's go ahead and cue that intro. All right. We are here to talk about the Mortal Kombat movie. I'm pretty excited for this, but before we talk about that, uh, Alex, how you doing, man? Uh, like always, like in every single one of your podcasts, I am very tired. I know. <laughs> this seems to be the <laughs> reoccurring thing. You know, that's what happens when we record this uh, immediately when we wake up. Um, uh, that and that's what happens when you become adults. <laughs> that, that's also very true. Um well, uh, how's your week been? Have you played any games? Uh, just Valheim and RuneScape. Uh, trying to grind out for 99 mining. What are you currently at? I think 89. Oh 89 God. or 90. How much of a process is that for people who don't know? Okay, so you need, I think it's 13.1 mil experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently at the five mil mark. Oh my god! You're and not... every hour is sixty uh, k mining experience. Yeah, God, that sounds horrible. Getting there. Are you doing it monotonously, like while working, or like are you doing things while while you're doing it? Because is it isn't it like moderately afk well i guess it's probably not right well when i've been the mother load mine mm-hmm. uh which is below falador oh, okay. uh, in the mining guild yep that's relatively afk but when i'm doing blast mine that's like uh definitely not afk but it's a good money maker like you can get five runite ore on one uh one run uh-huh so you know go through a thousand dynamite have like at least a hundred runite ore that's one mil right there now is dynamite expensive um so i picked mine up i picked 30 up uh 30,000 up for 78 uh gp each and they're currently sitting at 158 but a few <clears throat> like a month ago they were sitting at 300 i almost sold all of them cuz that was a good margin but i could make more doing the blast mine okay so my body just made a noise so that was great i don't know if you heard that <laughs> that's cool man um i'm i'm a free-to-play member now or player on uh runescape and i haven't done the new quest it went into the free-to-play dungeon it's i still I, yeah i still kind of want to check that out i think it's really cool that they're doing stuff like that for free-to-play people um, personally, I don't know why they just haven't added like dragon armor and weapons to free to play, but whatever. Mm. I, uh, 
I take that back. I guess it's because of the quest, you know, like you'd go to so many member areas to do monkey madness and heroes quest heroes quest. mace, I think. Okay. Well maybe at least the, you know, dragon long sword and dagger since, you know, lost city is basically in the free to play area as it is. Right. Yeah. I think you gotta go to the monk aisle though. Oh, okay. And well, Trey, uh, <sighs> I just wish they'd added god damn it because <laughs> that's the only part of RuneScape I still care about these days just dragon stuff anywho that's cool man and you know Valheim um, is it still pretty popular with your friends or you know you're playing by yourself How, how's that going uh, I kind of fell off uh, did it with everybody yeah but I enjoy it I like starting a new character and just uh, testing out different map seeds it's kind of like Minecraft in a way. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, uh, I've i been playing Second Extinction. Um, it's a uh, first-person shooter, uh, open-ish world co-op dinosaur. I don't even know how to fucking call it, but it's basically Turok and Left 4 Dead together without the competitive multiplayer side of it where you know enemies play as dinosaurs. Um, I do hope they add that eventually because this game is literally left for dead in terms of gameplay. Um, the speed of your characters working together as a unit. Every character has their own tactical, passive, and ultimate ability. And it it's really good. It's really well done. The gameplay is damn near flawless. I'd say the only thing they really need to fix is uh, the climbing mechanics. It's pretty fucking stupid. And when I come from games like Skyrim, I want to be able to climb whatever mountain I look at. <laughs> uh, then a figure fell because I hit it with my elbow. But um, other so than you that, want horses in the game. Uh, yeah, horses <laughs> on the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think they should add a vehicle though. The map that they let you play on is pretty fucking huge, and thankfully the characters run at a stupid rate for whatever reason. No one questions it. Um, but that game. Not to just bring a payload for no reason, but it really could use a Warthog-like vehicle in it. Uh, you're on three-player teams anyways, so it'd be cool if they do that. Uh, the T-Rex is terrifying. Um, there's a lot of moments where like the dinosaurs just kind of pop up behind you like raptors, and it's fucking terrifying at first. Then you get used to it. Uh, so I recommend that game. It's on Game Pass right now for PC and uh, console. Uh, go check it out if you haven't. It's only 8 gigs, and it's probably one of the best games I've played in like the last few years. That's like a brand new IP. Uh, what else have I played? A uh, new Pokemon Snap came out yesterday. Uh, we were recording this on Saturday. Played that for about an hour and a half. It's, it was worth the 22-year wait. Uh, so far, it's kind of amazing. Um, there's a lot of replayability. I haven't even unlocked a new area yet, and I'm still having fun in the original area. So there's a lot to look forward to. If you haven't, uh, go pick it up. A uh, new title update came out for Monster Hunter. So I was playing that. Um, once again, that part of Capcom is basically the best development team in the world. The stuff they add in their title updates is ridiculous. They added six monsters. They added layered armor already. They added a lot of updates. They pretty much fixed every complaint anyone could have had about the game. Uh, Apex monsters can also be fought outside of Rampage quests. So... Yeah, there's a shit ton of replayability that they just added out of nowhere. So that's really cool. But hey, uh, that's enough of that. Let's go.
go ahead and talk about some Mortal fucking Kombat. Wow. We've waited for this movie for, what, two or three years now since they announced it? Yeah. Um, if you didn't hear yet, uh, me and Alex uh, reviewed Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat Anal Ocean. Go check those out. I think those reviews are fucking hilarious. Audio is a little shitty because, uh, you know, it's a working work in progress. But, uh, Alex, what did you think of the movie on your first viewing? I thought it was okay. I thought it was better than the first two. So definitely anal lotion. Like, you know, you could throw a, a garbage can out in the street and it'd be better than that movie. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I felt like the story was a little bit better than the first one, and the scenes were not dragged out and long like the first Enter the Dragon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah, you know I think the movie. So I watched it on my phone, and I watched it with my girlfriend on, in the theater. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet. Um, before we keep going, we haven't said anything yet. Spoilers, of course. Kind of keep forgetting that shit. But I feel like that's to be expected now when we talk about these things. Like, if it isn't yet, just expect spoilers moving forward with anything we talk about. Um, in the theater, like this movie was fucking insane, dude. Just like you know, the audio and the visuals. Like, man, the cinematography is so good. Um, just uh, the animation for all the moves and stuff. Really well done. I'm sorry, the the CGI. Um, I thought the plot was actually pretty decent since for some reason they decided to add a brand new character. Not that I hate the actor. Louis Tan is the actor that plays Cole Young. <clears throat> um, he is, he has the blood of Hanzo Asashi in him. So he's, you know, Hanzo is an ancestor. Um but Cole has his own abilities, which they call Arcana because Hollywood's fucking stupid and just doesn't understand that they could have just had these, these characters could have just had these abilities and no one would have questioned it because the people watching this film are fucking Mortal Kombat fans. And even if they weren't, they probably wouldn't question it. They're like, oh yeah, that, like, that's what that character does, you know? Like they're, they're probably watching it with a Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah, like one way or another, I don't think anyone would have questioned these characters to have their abilities. Um, so I thought that was a really fucking stupid plot point. Obviously it went well because we got fights out of it. So whatever, I guess. <laughs> um, I just kind of want to jump into that real quick. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the whole movie, but I really don't like Cole Young's like armor and his armor blades. They're fucking stupid, dude. They're so stupid because Louis Tan, you know, the actor, once again, it's nothing against him, but he does real sword fighting. In, like, real life, he fucking trains with swords. And, like, he posts videos on his Instagram all the time. Like, it's crazy shit what that dude can do with a fucking sword, right? So if he's part of the bloodline for, you know, Hanzo, you know, Scorpion, then why not just make him Scorpion? Like, or make him the new Hanzo and then he can use that spear from his family to still call on Scorpion from the nether realm. Like, I don't know. Like there's, the, I feel like they, or, that. or, uh, the guy's son from mortal Kombat 10. 
because he got Takeda. Uh, yeah, Takeda. Yeah, uh, Kenshi's son. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Right? They could have maybe found a way to make him just the. Then they should have just called him Takeda and just got rid of the whole. Just make him, you know, the bloodline of Hanzo and just get rid of the whole Kenshi part. You know, it's not Kenshi's son anymore. But the problem is, Takeda also uses Kenshi's powers. So it's like, we're mm-hmm. still rewriting a character. I just think, uh, I mean, the armor thing, I don't really know what to think of that. I think it's just his weapons. Why not just give him a fucking sword? I don't know. I I really don't care for that. I don't know. I think his power could have been like him summoning the the ghost of the revenge of Scorpion's past. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that. Like on a, you mean like more effectively? You know, like, yeah. Like he could either like imbo- or like Scorpion could possess him, and like you just see like Cole fucking going to the Nether Realm and like fucking uh, uh, Scorpion take his place or something yeah. like that. Or I mean, uh, I thought of one better while you're talking. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I have to interrupt you because I think you're going to agree with this. So, in Mortal Kombat 10, he's got the Hellspawn totem. So, what if Louis Tan just literally fights with Scorpion, right? So, he, he basically uses that spear as a totem, and then Scorpion just appears and beats the shit out of whoever he needs to while they're both fighting him. It's almost the same way they did it, but it's more, you know, like the games where the totem would show up every now and then. Yeah, I was going to say, because. Like in Elder Scrolls Mollerwind and Oblivion, you get the ancestors ghost if you become a dumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're talking about movies and Elder Scrolls still found a way in. I love it. Hey man. There you go. It just works. Um Yeah, I just you know, I wish they would have done a little different by that. And hopefully when they continue this franchise with this character, I kinda hope they still do. I hope they figure something else out. Maybe that he knows like who Hanzo is now, or you know Scorpion. Maybe they'll just change the character up between movies because I really think they should. But the next character I want to talk about, unless you want to keep talking about Cole, real quick. Nah, we can move on. Yeah, I, I, I got I got something towards the end, <clears throat> the ending scene with uh, Cole and Hanzo. Okay, yeah, we'll obviously get there because we kind of want to run through the movie. Uh, the last little gripe when it comes to characters I had was uh, Molina. I just, I I don't know. I didn't like it. I just didn't care for it. Uh, she didn't really talk, so I guess it was okay. Yeah, but that's like her thing, though. Is like she does talk, and she's like annoying, and almost like a female Kano to an extent. That's where she's funny, but just kind of wouldn't shut the fuck up. I feel like her makeup was off. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the actress. Uh, I, I really don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't really care about the character in the game, so I guess it doesn't matter to me. But S- Still better Melina than Anna Lotion. She's in that game? She's in that? Yep. Oh, yeah. She dies in the uh, the rock area, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. Sonya, I think. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Like twist, I, I believe. <laughs> Something like that. So let's uh let's just you know kind of run through the movie. 
Um, so the first 10 minutes of the film uh, to a lot of people are the best 10 minutes of the film. Um, some reviewers out there said that it felt like after the, this first like major scene that the directors switched. <laughs> I don't know if you feel that way, but basically uh, Hanzo's with his family and they get attacked by the Lin Kuei, which is led by Bihan Sub-Zero. Um, you know, Bihan and his people kill everyone. Uh, Hanzo runs to see that his son and wife are frozen. Um, his daughter is somehow being extremely quiet underneath the wooden <laughs> uh, boards in the house. Uh, Hanzo gets his revenge, though. He immediately kills pretty much every Lin Kuei soul. Lin Kuei soldier in the area and it looks fucking epic. Um, they did a really good job. Um, and then he fights Sub-Zero to where Sub-Zero wins which and I, I know for story purposes he had to win but <laughs> I just feel like the way they made them to fight I'm like I feel like Hanzo would have fucking annihilated him but uh, I don't know. Uh, I really like uh, uh, Joe Joe Taslim is the guy playing uh, Sub-Zero. I just think he does a really good job in the... Um, I watched a couple of his films before this movie came out. Uh, the dude's a solid actor and fighter. Uh, so, yeah. Alex, what did you think of this first part of the film? I love the scene. <clears throat> Especially when fucking Scorpion runs up and sees his uh, wife and son. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Any scene... Sub Zero in this movie's fucking great. Yeah, just as the frost effects and the ice effects of uh, of the movie is fucking amazing. They did a really good job. Yeah, they did a, a really really good job. I thought with that stuff. Um. Yeah. So, real quick, I want to say it. So, Hiro Yuki Sadata is Hanzo Asashi and Scorpion. Uh, this actor is extremely talented in pretty much everything he's ever been in. So it's really cool to see him play Scorpion after all his years. Um, so after they fight, uh, Scorpion's dead and he uh, gets teleported to the nether realm. Um, I'm assuming that this means Quan Chi is still going to be in the next one. I think so. Right? Because but- why would he get sent to the nether realm? It's true. Um, and and Raiden takes uh, Scorpion's daughter. Christopher so yeah. Lambert comes in. Christopher Lambert comes in and says, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Raiden comes and sees that Scorpion had just been teleported to the nether realm, but he takes his bloodied spear and then takes his daughter and that's pretty much it for that scene. And then it goes to, uh, I believe it goes to Cole Young um, with his daughter and his wife in the gym. And then they, and then he does his fight. Um, and that's where Jax goes to like kind of, you know, scope scope the scene out because they're looking for him because they know he has a dragon mark. Um, him and Sonya are just trying to get all the champions for the dragon mark, I guess. Um, it's pretty cool though. Once this fight's over, excuse me, and Jax is talking to Cole, 
about you know how he's a champion. He says that his last fight was against Eddie Tobias, which if none of you caught that, that is a direct reference to Ed Boon, the co-creator of Mortal Kombat, and John Tobias, the other creator. So it's a good little Easter egg for them. And um, I really like how, you know, I'm pretty sure it's John, but, you know, Mr. Tobias, uh, you know, the co-creator, like he, he has nothing to do with these films or games anymore. I think, he, I think he has a little bit, but I really like that, like Ed Boon, like really includes him still till this day, because, you know, if you look at like Deadpool or like some of the Spider-Man comics, like, you know, Jack Kirby and, I think it's Jack Kirby and Stanley. They they both made Spider Man, but there's like a whole feud there. And then I just now found out recently that like there's this whole thing with Rob Liefeld and Deadpool, where like everyone just says like he's a fake fucking owner. Like all he did was that's a whole different thing. But what I'm saying is, it's really nice to see that these people that made a franchise together are still cool enough to include each other. I like I I don't know. I really like that shit. I thought that was a really cool Easter egg. Um. That fight scene was pretty good in the cage. Oh yeah, I thought that was like a really looks like a true MMA fight. Yeah, no, like they did a really good job. Um, I, was just, I was just waiting for Dana White and Joe Rogan to pop in, <laughs> chimp out on right. some DMT, some LSD and DMT, <laughs> Chinese mushrooms. Yeah, get out of the cage. <laughs> Um, so that's one of the things you'll probably hear us talk about quite a bit actually is the fight scenes for this film um, they just did a really fucking good job dude they did they really worked their ass off on the choreography oh my god there's a cat right there um, they're on the brow is that the mom yeah that's definitely the mom that's a massive cat couldn't tell at first um, yeah so that was cool so they're in the gym they're talking like I said Jack says oh yeah you're the champion you, you know you took out uh, Eddie Tobias and uh, ask him about the dragon mark and just Jack's kind of just play stupid. But then um, after that, did he have a cigar? Did Jack's have a cigar? I can't uh, remember. I don't think he ever did in this film. I don't think. Uh, he, uh, no, I, I feel like in oh the, my God, I think he did in the fight or the, uh, when he's trying to recruit Cole Young, He's uh, spinning a cigar around. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that he did. No, I, I'm. I think you're right, man. I think he. Uh, I think he did. Um, <clears throat> um, what's after this? Where they? Did he follow him? No. Um. Yeah, they kind of follow him. Uh, they're getting dinner. And Sub Zero shows up. Yeah, or ice cream. Is that right away? No. Oh wait, yeah, wait. Hold on. Sorry, guys. We fucking watched the movie a week ago. <laughs> so yeah, that is the next thing. So yeah, like uh, Cole Young and his family are getting dinner. Um, and then his daughter sitting outside. Um. And Mr. Sub-Zero uh, is starting to make it snow around, or, uh, you know, yeah, actually snow, yes. Um, but this is after he talks to Shang Tsung. So, yeah, it goes to the fight in the the room, and then he talks to Shang Tsung in Outworld, um, which is actually pretty dope. 
Seat World. Um, the thing is, it, it kind of looks super plain, but I guess that's what Outworld's supposed to look like. Yeah. You know? Looks like I was watching or playing Death Stranding. I know, right? Um, sorry. Well, anyways, he conjures up a, a hailstorm with giant ice chunks, and it just looks like people throwing uh, like bags of ice off a roof at a car. Dude, yeah, that was really fun to see, though. <laughs> like, oh, my God, they're fucking And Jax rolls up, and he's like, get it! Get in and here! Then, and then somehow Sub-Zero turns into Slender Man, like, following them as they're driving away. Yeah. And then... So they could drive down an alleyway, and uh, Jax is explaining the, the mark to Cole. Right. And he's like, you need to get out of here, and he pulls out his shotgun. His, uh, I think, KSG-12. Fucking or, sick-ass shotgun. Uh, I think it was the four... It, it was either a two-barrel or a four-barrel shotgun. Pretty sure it was a four-barrel. Yeah. So he goes into, like, an abandoned warehouse and fights Sub-Zero, which another cool icicle effect is when Jax shoots the shotgun and uh, Sub-Zero has his hand on the barrel. And the fucking pellets are just like slowly going towards Sub-Zero. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Uh, one of the things we forgot to talk about um, is, you know, him talking to Shang Tsung. And Shang Tsung is telling him to go kill the champions. So this is a little bit before. The reason why I'm bringing it back up, and then we'll go back to the warehouse, is just like this is our first time seeing the Sub-Zero costume. And it's like almost flawless. Like I don't think they could have done a better job than this. Uh, so yeah, we'll go back to that. Um, one of the Easter eggs that's um, uh, in this warehouse scene is it's left down LP4, and in the old arcade machines, that's how you did an uppercut in Mortal Kombat, and it's just graffiti on the wall. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, this fight between Jax and Sub Zero was actually pretty fucking awesome. The way they made it look in the trailers was like Sub Zero was just going to immediately take him out, you know. Like, there is no real fight. But Jax, I feel like, puts up a good fight. Uh, I believe the guy's name is Micah Brooks. Um, I have to double-check that. But I think this guy's like, perfect as Jax. Like, I really, really like this dude playing Jax a lot. Um, he's got some good fight scenes in the, in the entire film. Uh, he does put up a pretty good fight against um, Sub-Zero, but, you know, Sub-Zero can also conjure ice. So... <laughs> Um, so there's a part where they're fighting and Sub-Zero uses his ice to like kind of scratch the shoulder of Jax. And I thought that was pretty dope. Um, and then obviously after that, he grabs both of his arms and freezes them. And it looks fucking horrifying, dude, with, like the blood and stuff. And then as he's crushing it, and then he literally just crushes his arms off. And then he fucking kicks him. Does he kick him? Yeah. Not? He does kick him off. Down. Like a story or something like that. Yeah, and then he fucking hits something else. I was like, damn, dude, they did Jack's dirty in the beginning. Like they I mean, he's pretty much fucking dead. It looks dead, but he's not. But um go ahead. Do you think they should have saved Jax for Ermac? What do you mean? Because Ermac rips off his arms. Oh, in the games. No, I like the way they did it here, you know. I thought they did it really, really good here. 
Um, but yeah, in the games, he rips his arms off, which is pretty fucking crazy. I think Ermac would have been more brutal. Yeah. So after this, you know, Cole is, you know, at his family's house where his wife, who also looks like could be his sister or something. I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit going on here. His daughter and wife don't, I don't know. They all look like they could be siblings. <laughs> it's very weird. I just think because they're, you know, two young Blood actors. Bloodline strong, boy. <laughs> Damn, I got to keep it strong, brother. Uh, no, I mean, uh, it was just funny because my girlfriend's like, is that his sister? <laughs> like, no, dude, that's his wife. Uh, after this, though, Cole takes off and he goes to see Sonya. But before that happens, we get our first look at Outworld uh, besides Shang Tsung's little temple. And it's just Molina walking and just the wide shot of Outworld, which, you know, as I'm looking at it right now, it looks good. But the problem is it looks like a giant dig site. <laughs> And I, I don't know, like maybe it's meant to be that boring. Um, but, you know, we got Molina. And, yeah, it's just like her makeup, man, or even her outfit. It's not even purple. Like it could have been – I don't know. I'm not saying everything needs to be fucking extremely accurate. I'm not one of those people. But I just feel like if you're going to go through the trouble of spending millions of dollars on this movie, why not just do it right, I guess, is my thing. Right? Right. I mean – Shang Tsung looks dope. Uh, you know, I think he looks really good, man. I, I like I like what they did with him. I don't know. Something was off about him for me, but I can't can't figure out why. I think it's because he's not menacing enough. Uh, like, in the no. video games, he's a pretty menacing character, you know, verbally. I think it's his his hair. Oh, like the, I think he has a ponytail up top. Yeah. I don't know. I just I think they just really went all in on like the Chinese like sorcerer. Yeah. Look. And I believe the gentleman playing him is Chinese too. I just uh, don't feel like it's menacing, you know. No, they do need to work on him. No, I agree with you. Like when I think like I was replaying uh Deadly Alliance last weekend on my GameCube. And you know, I don't know if you remember that game or if you played it, but that intro uh, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi kill Liu Kang which is fucking crazy like the main character gets killed right at the beginning and it's like Shang Tsung looks extremely menacing with his movements and stuff and I just feel like we didn't get that here but I'm pretty sure they're going to work on him quite a bit for the next one uh, yeah so moving on we uh, get Cole Young uh, excuse me I apparently got a burp all the time uh, Cole Young starts fighting uh, Sonya as he goes to, you know, seek her out. And then, uh, you know, she's like, oh, shit. It, we've been looking for you. Um, you, but, you think she would realize, like, him before they start fighting? Like, eh, hey, that's one of the chosen ones we've been searching for. It's dark outside. Maybe in a glance she didn't know. True. But apparently Sonya Blade lives in a fucking trailer. Um, trailer fallout shelter. Yeah, something like that. I also thought this actress was pretty damn good um, for Sonya. It was kind of nice because I just feel like uh, Sonya is too much of a hard ass in the movies that she has been in as a character. And then, well... I think uh, it should have been Ronda Rousey. Oh, God, no. Thank God it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, thank God they didn't do that. Um, 
Mortal Kombat was 11 is hard to get through. Was it? For Sonya? Sonya parts? Well, when she dies, it's fine because the young Sonya was actually pretty easy to deal with. Because she wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, they, uh, they're they in their um, her little hideout and there's a bunch of papers on the wall so you can see Easter eggs for like Nightwolf. Um, another Easter egg for Kotal Kahn. Uh, and I believe another Easter egg for uh, Kintaro, which is like the Tiger Goro looking guy. Uh, and then uh, chained up in the back is Kano, who is probably the guy who put the entire film on his shoulders. Um, what are your thoughts on Kano? Oh, I loved him. His yeah. jokes were great, even though, when uh, you know nobody else was laughing. It was pretty damn good. I was like, he definitely played all the games and realized what how to act as Kano being an asshole all the time. Yeah, I feel like there's no way in hell that this actor didn't play the games, right? Because he literally, like... I mean, he's a carbon copy of his video game counterpart. Like, he did such a fucking good job with the jokes, the talking, that obviously he's an Australian actor, right? Uh, it just It's just so fucking good, man. And my girlfriend's like, he's kind of annoying. I'm like, well, that's like his thing, is that he is annoying... Um, you know, she liked the film, but you know, Kano was just such a such an amazing part of the film. Like, I I didn't really expect that too. You know, from the trailers, there's nothing that really led me to believe that you know he was you know um gonna pretty much <laughs> be the best part of the film. But so yeah, we got them good old banter between Sonia and Kano. You know. And then um, Shang Tsung sends, you know, his assassins to kill everybody. And uh, Reptile is the first assassin we get uh, besides Sub-Zero. And what did you think of Reptile, man? I thought it was okay. I feel like he should have gone to his ninja form. It's pretty much the consensus with everybody is like everyone seems to be really cool with the way they did the Reptile form. It it Mm -hmm. does look pretty good. But it would have been cool if it went from ninja to reptile or you know vice versa. I agree, especially since like because my coworker kept bringing it up that like the best fight scene and it's the one I chose or you chose or we both did. The best fight scene from Mortal Kombat One was reptile versus Luke King. So it would have been cool to like see the ninja form again in this one. Uh, but I guess that's not going to happen because he's uh, super dead. Yep. Which is cool, you know, there's a lot of callbacks to the video games, like the fatality that basically Kano does to Reptile. It's actually the fatality from his um, early Mortal Kombat days. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's so funny when fucking Sonya throws <laughs> Kano's own knife into Kano. <laughs> and he's like, you fucking did that on purpose. <laughs> and she's like, well, maybe. <laughs> um, the whole fight scene was really cool. Um, I really do like I'm a huge sucker for the lizard form reptile as well. Um, I played him a ton in a uh, deadly alliance and I believe in deception. He was still also the lizard. Um, I'm a huge fan of the character uh, besides MK nine and MK 10. Um, I think they ruined that character in that uh, those two games, but uh, 
yeah, you know, with the movie, the acid was cool. That's how Kano gets out of his, you know, he's all chained up. So he gets out of his um, handcuffs like that. He gets a fucking gnarly scratch on his face. And uh, it is actually cool to the scene because Reptile is invisible. But honestly, like Kano does a really good job of fucking him up. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, you know, they did a really good job, though, with you know, the invisibility of the character and, you know, how they did it with CGI. And then once he has the flare inside him, how it shows his like being a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I got to say that I think they just did a really good job. Um, super happy. Then, then Kano taking out his heart. Yeah. Like, oh, I killed the bastard. <laughs> yeah. He, he really fucks him up, man. Um, kind of watching that right now. I have the movie playing on in the background because it's been, like I said, a week since I've watched it and I wanted to just kind of go through it. But um, uh, in terms of characters, though, um, I mean, we don't have to run through the entire film. You know, we can do it as we talk about the characters. What do you think of uh, Liu Kang and uh, Kong Lao? I liked him. I like Liu Kang a lot. Yeah, Kong Lao. He's pretty good because he's cocky like he yeah. is in the games. Right. He's cocky like he is in the games. Um, Liu Kang is... Humble. Humble. Thank you. And uh, very respectful. Like I mean, he was like perfectly casted. They, I mean, I feel like everyone really is besides maybe Molina. Um, what did you think of Raiden? Because I think Raiden is also in the same vein as Shang Tsung, where it's like kind of underutilized as characters, I'd say. So, like, I get they have to go to Raiden's temple to train and find it. But why the hell doesn't Raiden just teleport them there if, like, time is of the essence? <sighs> Fucking Alex. <laughs> doesn't it make sense though like we didn't have enough time but I could have just teleported you dumbass <laughs> yeah um, I didn't really think about that well uh, that's true I mean, he does it all the time in the fucking games yeah but I don't know I think you're right man um, <laughs> he could have just teleported them there so that's the thing too right so he could have teleported them there too because like the temple looks stupid as fuck. It's in the middle of nowhere and it's never looked like that in the games where it's like a d- decrepit uh, piece of land in the entire surrounding area. So yeah, it would have made more sense just to teleport them. Just just to skip a little quick fight and banter with Luke King and Kano. You know? Um, I guess they could have done that. Uh one second, dude. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, you know, Raiden. I don't know. Maybe it's because we were spoiled, <clears throat> you know, with the movies that already came out, right? So Christopher Lambert oh. in the first one and the dude who took over for the second one. Like, I thought that Raiden was still fine, too. Like, I, I didn't mind him at all in uh, Annihilation. Um, I didn't. The actor's good for Raiden. Um, for this film I just I don't know I feel like we need more character development there I understand that Raiden can't interfere but um, 
I, I think as a Mortal Kombat fan in general, I'm just getting tired of hearing that because <laughs> that's how it is in the games until he gets so mad he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, and then, you know, there's repercussions, but, like, the Elder Gods don't even really care that much. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we did whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. I mean, our world, <laughs> our world does it every fucking uh, matchup. Well, I think at I think at one point Shang Tsung even says like the elder gods won't interfere. Like there's nothing to fear from them. Something like that. Something to that effect. Uh <laughs> so we have a couple uh characters that I don't think anyone fucking expected to be in the film, and that is General Reiko and Nintara. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two characters? Just characters that haven't been like thought of, yeah, <laughs> since Armageddon, and that's a long time ago. So, what did you think of that? Ah, uh, I thought Reiko looked terrible compared to his gaming counterpart. Yeah, Natara looks pretty good. Yeah, obviously for what they did, but she's like supposed to be super duper powerful, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Not not anymore, apparently, but yeah. She was 100% cannon fodder, just like Rico. So in this movie, we have Kong Lao dead. We have Mol- Molina dead. Nintara, Rico. Oh, oh, hold on. I'm just saying, like, damn, dude, that's some cannon fodder real quick. <laughs> what, what are you going to say? And Sub-Zero's dead. Yes. But he might but be coming back. He's, oh, you know he's coming back. Um, what do you think of the fatality to Nintara? Well, hold on. We're, we're skipping well, the said, major part of the movie. Well, you said hold on, but you didn't say anything. Go ahead. What do you, what do you... So, we didn't talk about how they got their powers. <sighs> Damn it. We did not. We gotta talk about that. Uh, Arcana. So because Hollywood's fucking retarded, we have to talk about the Arcana that Liu Kang explains to them how every champion has to have their Arcana um, activate within them. And so they fight it out until it activates. So Kano gets so mad at them from their awesome banter at the dinner table that his Arcana awakens from anger. And he shoots a laser beam outside of his regular eye, not the metal piece. Hopefully he gets that in the next film and somehow survives the garden gnome to the eye. Uh, who, who's the next one? Uh, Jax. I thought that was kind of dumb. He, he lifts the rock off of Sonya and yeah. his metal arms come buff. He unlocked so, his Akarna arcana to get fucking vibranium arms from captain america's ar- uh, material uh my girlfriend made a really good soldier point. yeah he, he is the winter soldier um my girlfriend made a really good point though that like the second the lock the rock comes up like sonia looked like she was just fine anyways <laughs> and i was like damn it dude she really did she really didn't look like she was underneath the rock about to die <laughs> so i thought that was kind of funny Jax had a concussion. He didn't know. That's true. Um, so yeah, that's how Jax gets his Arcana, which is cool. You know, whatever. You know, I get they got to do it for 
fuck all reason. You know, they, they really think that that's how people needed to be introduced to these characters and their abilities. And then uh, Cole still can't get his because for whatever reason he can't. Um, honestly, it seems like there's no reason at all for why he can't. Um, if he's got the bloodline of, if he's got the blood of Hanzo in him, um, you know, he's the bloodline. Uh, I feel like it shouldn't have been hard at all. And he's already a fighter, right? So it's like, what does this dude need to do? Like, why wouldn't his Arcana activate when he was in the, at the very beginning, right? When he's in that match. Right. He just like fucking stabs somebody. Yeah. Uh, Throwing so, a punch, unlocks his Arcana. Yeah, fucking stabs. He has him. Arcana dysfunction. And he needs to take some Arcana pills for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, one, one in five males has Arcana dysfunction. <laughs> oh, the, the mom's looking at your camera. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just... I honestly think that's the biggest downer to the whole film is like the way they felt like they had to introduce these characters and their powers. It's just, it's such a non, uh, there's no reason for it at all. They didn't do that in the fucking video games. They didn't go, Oh, Hey, Kano got his uh, eye laser because of this. Like, it's just, they just had it. Go ahead. Yeah. So then, uh, all the the baddies show up for Ultimate Showdown, and Raiden puts down a force field. Uh, he's playing like Rise of Kingdoms or whatever, like a a mobile game where yeah. he sets down a twenty four hour <laughs> protection shield. Yeah, so you don't get raided. You don't want to, You can go AFK now. Yeah, and then um, Cabal and Kano talk it out. About oh, destroying Cabal. the, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about Cabal yet. I forgot, dude. They did him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking solid, man. So good, so good. Um. So yeah, you know, Raiden puts up his force field, and then the you know because all the bad guys show up and then disappear or something. And, and, uh. They duke it out, and then Raiden's like, enough. And he's like, brings up the shield. He's like, you, you can't be here in my <laughs> temple. You can't be here in my temple. You um, can't teleport here. <laughs> yeah, and then Cabal tells, I'm pretty sure Cabal tells Shang Tsung that, you know, Kano, he knows a guy or whatever. He says that Kano, so he says something to the effect that Kano will betray them. Uh, she sure, does. Which he does, uh, precisely as they said he would. Blows up Raiden's staff. Yeah, he, he he blows it up, and it gets rid of the force field, so everyone starts fighting. And um, Sonya kills Kano. Yeah, so they... Um, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 so they all fight, and they kind of lose. Yeah. Uh, Kong Lao dies. Yeah, he gets his soul taken. Yeah. And uh, Nintara dies because Kong Lao does his fatality to her, which is super cool. Um, uh, you know, I'm drawing a blank on where they all go, right? So... Where, uh, do they, where does Raiden teleport all of them to? 
So he, oh, while that's all happening, uh, Cole Young is fighting Goro. And he unlocks his Arcana. Oh, yes. What did you think of that fight scene? Fucking dumb. It's technically dumb. Like, Goro would have killed him. Yeah. But you take that aside, it's pretty fucking sick. I liked it a lot. Besides that. Besides the fact that Goro would have easily killed him. Quite quite that, literally. I thought that, it was cool. That and Cole getting his armor and his weapons. I really don't like it. God, it's so bad. I hate the whole Arcana uh, thing. Yeah, I, I would say that like his his armor and like you know his weapons and like the whole Arcana you know story trope honestly like takes the movie down quite a bit for me in terms of like how much I like it. Like it's just it's just so fucking stupid. Um, and I'm really hoping that like that's the end of it. You know. Like when it comes to the tournament and the next one, like that's it. We don't have to see that again. Assuming they do the tournament. Hell, maybe they won't since half the fucking players are dead anyways. Yeah. Well, they can always introduce more characters. Well, it sounds like that's their game plan if they're going to, you know, which they are going to make more. It's, you know, after this weekend, it's already going to make more than it costs to make the film. Um, it really sounds like that's their plan is to completely introduce like all the characters, whatever they can, which is cool. Um, are you happy that Shao Kahn and all of his drawings and statues is basically the MK 11 armor and all that? Yeah. Which is fucking sweet. Cause that's the best he's ever looked. <clears throat> um, yeah. So they all get teleported. Um, well, Cole fights Goro, but when he comes back, he suggests after they lose and they regroup, he suggests that, you know, him and Liu Kang fight Cabal and Melina, that Sonya fights Kano and that's how Kano dies. And, you know, Sonya gets um, her mark and can immediately do her energy blast like the video game. Um, the Liu Kang, Liu Kang fighting uh, Cabal is really dope. And where Liu Kang does his fatality, which is also from the video games. Um, the old ones. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I wish it was a little bit more gory in that moment, though, where the dragon bites him. I don't know. Rips him in half. Something. Yeah, because like, he just kind of fell over on fire. Like, all right, well, you know. Okay. Yeah, that is a diss to uh, Cabal, though, because he was set aflame. And he's getting set aflame again. Oh, that's true. Uh, so Cole Young is fighting Molina. And Melina and him are going toe to toe, and then Sonia gets teleported back somehow. Well, I'm pretty sure it's just Raiden, and uh, she shoots one blast at Melina and literally rips a hole through her entire torso, and you see her spine, which is cool. But you know, whatever. I think I would have liked a little bit more fighting before she just dies like nothing. Right, especially such a big character in the franchise. Yeah, to just get thrown away like that and then um but but still like so far in the film like all of the fight scenes are really enjoyable to watch like they're they're not clunky i would just say they're very well choreographed you know the, their choreography was really good for this film um 
then we get to the finale of the film where uh hold on you know, jack's fights rico oh yeah oh, jesus christ sorry dude there's like a lot of fighting it's hard to keep track it's almost like you should prepare for these episodes anyways <laughs> <laughs> um i meant to i really i just i don't know i thought i'd be able to do it off memory quite a bit we're, we're adults we don't have time for everything yeah i really thought i'd uh make more time for it but i feel like we're doing okay uh so yeah they fight at the the bridge i forgot what the name of the bridge is but it's literally ripped from the fucking video game dude it's so badass the the level that jackson uh, reiko are fighting on and then it's a really good fight once again uh i believe it's micah brooks but um yeah it is uh, this dude is just such a good actor and he, he's perfect for the role of Jax and he fucks up Reiko and then also does his fatality from the older video games where he claps his hands on someone's head and they literally blows their head up. <laughs> so uh, that was super cool. Great fight scene. Um, so now the champions of Earthrealm have taken out pretty much all of the assassins of Outworld um, for the most part. And that's where Sub-Zero goes to uh, Cole's house to take his family as a popsicle hostages. And he goes to the te- um, his little shadow teleporter, whatever, portal, and sees Cole Young that just killed Melina with uh, Sonya. And Sub-Zero shows Cole the bracelet that his daughter made at the beginning of the film for him. So obviously he chases him through that through the portal and that's where we get the finale of the film which is a completely frozen gym where Cole has to fight um, Sub-Zero but a little bit before this we forgot to mention it is where Raiden hands the Spear of Scorpion to the Spear of Hanzo with Hanzo's blood on it to Cole and he says use this and you will summon your what ancestor or whatever like he he does blatantly say what it does um your specter of your ancestor it's basically what he is so scorpion they start fighting and then he does um you know Sub-Zero's starting to kick cole young's ass um and then cole uh tries to use the spear on sub-zero i think he does hit him with it mm-hmm. or no cole bleeds onto it right i believe yeah. cole blood bleeds onto it and then sub-zero says you know it's hanzo's asashi's blade and then he gets speared by scorpion and that's where scorpion says get over here which i thought they did a good job of um saying that uh what'd you think of that part oh i loved it yeah (sighs) whole icicle gym yeah the whole icicle gym and then uh scorpion and sub-zero you know face off with each other and they start fighting while cole decides to stop fighting and then tries to save his family, which, you know, I get that, right? That makes sense. Nothing too crazy there. Hypothermia uh, ha- happens fast. It really does. So uh, that's what they do there. Um, the fighting is really great. I love it so much um, between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And I, I think Scorpion's costume is fucking incredible. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, what did you think of it? It was great. I've, feel like he should have used his uh, spear a little bit more. 
Yeah, well, it's funny because he kind of does at the end when they before they fly off the balcony into the centerpiece of the ring. You know, the 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 ring, the like literally the fighting ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he does at the end, which is what kind of gets them tangled up together. But um, yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job. It would have been really cool, in my opinion, to see him light it on fire like the games recently. Um, just with like the arena they're in being so frozen um, to create, I don't know. I feel like that would have been smart to do is to create more fire and start melting everything. You know? Right. Um, but it was really cool to see Cole and Scorpion fight Sub-Zero. Um, just, it's so cool how powerful Bihan is as Sub-Zero. Um so yeah, they basically fuck him up really bad, <laughs> but he doesn't give up. Uh, and then Scorpion just annihilates the shit out of him. And then he, uh, well, he does his toasty fatality to him, which is the classic fatality where he breathes fire. Um, and then he's super dead. Uh, one of the Easter eggs that's set by even the director of the film is that you will notice that a lot of Sub-Zero's attire is more black actually than it's blue. And that is because they're literally foreshadowing Noob Saibot the entire film. So, and we get that pretty much at the end. He basically is right on his way to be Noob Saibot. And I think, uh, I think Noob Saibot live action is going to be terrifying. Like, I think it's going to be pretty sick if they do it right. Yeah. So, like, during that fight scene, do you think, um, like, Sub Zero should have, like, almost killed Cole or his family and fucking uh, Scorpion dragged him to the nether realm. Just to kind of get rid of Cole? Uh, no, to get rid of Sub-Zero. Like, he's about to kill Cole or his family member, and Sub-Zero like, get over here, and like drags him oh, into the nether realm. Like he does in the games. And then, like, you see them fight down there, and then it's cut away. Cole gets his family off, and Sub-Zero, or uh, Scorpion comes back in, like, has his uh spine and skull. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they would have done that because that's what they did with I'm pretty sure they did that in Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah. Animated. And then they also do that in MK9. Yeah. That would have been super cool, yes. Um because then you would have gotten a glimpse of the Nether Realm too. Yeah, I kinda want to see the Nether Not not Mortal Kombat one Nether Realm, where it's just a bunch of fucking ladders everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not not that one. Get down uh, here. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> what, what, what else does he say in there? Um, Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I thought the uh, I thought the fight scene was really good. I'm very happy with this movie for the most part. Um, you know, so... Uh, Cole talks to Raiden after the fight and says, oh, you know what you were doing with that sphere? Um, you know, like you, you had a plan all along or whatever. And then Shang Tsung says, he'll, no matter how many warriors you kill, I'll come back with armies. So we'll see what happens there. It's just interesting the way they're going about this because like so many people are dead <laughs> and so much fighting has ensued that why would there even be a tournament at this point? Like it almost seems like they're going full Armageddon immediately <laughs> so i don't know what's gonna happen um so, so 
before we skip a little bit forward. Um, so when Hanzo talks to Cole. Oh, yeah. It's in Japanese. The, Cole's probably like, what the fuck? I, I don't know Japanese. Yeah. I was born and raised in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been cool if they just skipped that part, you know? Not as in the part, as in where he's just speaking Japanese, just have him speak English in that moment because your ancestor or your, your kin doesn't speak Japanese. I think he even says for the Shirai Ryu in English earlier before that, mm-hmm. like literally a couple moments before that. <laughs> um, yeah. I also think that, you know, him taking off his mask and putting it back on every time he talks was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know i'm not saying like making movies is easy or whatever but there is some decisions that people come up with i'm like why the fuck did you think that was necessary as in him speaking japanese at the end i understand why he spoke japanese at the beginning that's way different but i mean at the end both him and sub-zero are speaking english in certain moments and then speaking chinese for sub-zero and japanese for uh, hanzo so it's like, why not just stick to one towards the end? I don't know. I know it may be nitpicky, but it's still kind of dumb because there's no way Cole knows what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> Unless he secretly knows Japanese. Which he might. Who knows? Probably not. But, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, so do you have anything else to say about this finale? I, I, I think they just did a really good job. I'm extremely happy with it. Uh, when Scorpion teleports back off to the Nether Realm, it just looks fucking dope. Um, I almost just want a Scorpion Revenge movie more than I do a tournament film. And then you can put Noob Saibot in there. You can put Quan Chi. I mean, that, I wonder if like maybe that's a plan because they're trying to have Joe Taslim do four films. Like they they have him signed if they're if this movie's successful, they have him signed for four films. Well, Sub Zero's already dead, so it's going to be Noob Cybot for three more film or four films. So I wonder if they are going to do like, like maybe a Cole Young movie in terms of recruiting Johnny Cage and shit. Excuse me. And yeah. Maybe Scorpion's Revenge will be another film, and then the tournament, and then the aftermath of that tournament with Shao Kahn. Like I don't know what their game plan is. It's um, well, I mean, you still got Baraka. Yeah, you got Baraka. You got. You got Ermac, you got uh, Aaron Black, which they can bring in. Uh, you got uh, Katana. Rain. Katana, Rain. Um, Katana's not a good guy right away, you know? She smoke. Is. Well, Smoke would probably be with Kawhi Ling, which is what uh, I'm hoping they do in the next film, dude. I'm hoping they introduce Kawhi Ling as the next Sub-Zero and Smoke. Oh, my didn't God. Didn't they show a bunch of Cyberlink way in the trailers? Holy shit. They cut yeah, that Cy- out? yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Cyrax was in the trailer. It was literally his MK10 form. Huh. Good call. No one's talked about that in a review either. Good shit. Yeah, because I, I swear, because I, uh, when we we're talking about it um, on the group chat with the, uh, you and your brother Eric, uh, I was like, I don't want the Cyberlink way in there. Yeah, and I'm really glad they didn't do it. But they'll yeah. probably do it next film. You know, with Bihan being Noob Saibot, they'll probably do that shit. Yeah, so they can bring in Sector, 
uh, Cyrax, Smoke. Well, I'd rather Smoke just stay ninja form. Yeah, I'd rather have them all stay ninja form. I, I've never really liked uh, the whole Cyberlink Quay thing. Oh, well, I like original Cyrax and Sector, like from the old games, as the robot forms. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting because, yeah, in MK9, when they introduced both their ninja forms, I'm like, fuck, they're kind of cool as ninjas, too. <laughs> like, super cool as ninjas. Um, yeah, good call out, man. I'm going to go watch the first trailer again just to see Cyrax and see where they cut him from the film. That's a very good call. Um, you also got uh, Scorpion's ninja counterpart, um, whatever her name is. I'm already forgetting it. It's uh, Tanya. What's her name? Uh, I think it's Tanya. And then you got Jade, who can be in there. Frost. Um, you got Scarlet. Is this her name, Scarlet? Yeah. The, the red girl ninja? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you got... Total uh, Khan. You got Kintaro. You got Shiva. Fujin. I mean, dude, there's tons of characters. We're definitely not saying there's not enough characters left to make a good franchise. It's just, in my opinion, they did a lot in one film, so I wonder what their game plan is. That's all. You know? Yeah, well, they could start... They could do, like, the MK10 scenario where they hire in, like, the Special Forces or whatever. Yeah. We'll have to just see how it plays out, but, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and finish the film. And basically... There is no post credit scene, but there kind of is. It's literally without the credits. Um, it's Cole back at the gym, and he's saying that he's going to go to Hollywood, and he walks by a poster that's Johnny Cage. So, yeah, everyone thought that Cole Young was basically replacing Johnny Cage, but he's not. Johnny Cage is going to be in the next film, um, and fans are trying to get Ryan Reynolds to play him, which I think would be dope as shit and perfect. Um but that's pretty much the film, man. I mean, we we glossed over a little bit actually. So I was kind of I had the film on while we were talking. Um, we really didn't. The only thing we really didn't go over, which I think it's more enjoyable for people to to go out and watch um, the film, either on your phone, your TV, or theaters, is the banter that Kino and everyone else has. That's what we really didn't cover, to be honest with you. And I think it's more enjoyed though if you watch it for yourself. Um, I don't want to butcher it. Re, re talking about the lines or uh, going over the lines that they said. Uh, it's good. It's very, very good. Just go watch it. Um, so pretending the first two films don't exist, this uh, this Mortal Kombat 2021, uh, what would you review it? Um, because I want to review it with you, and then we're going to go over Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritics real quick. Because I, I don't think they deserve... I don't think it deserves what it's getting on those sites. Hmm. Like 10 out of 10? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I don't remember what we did on the other Mortal Kombat ones. But I know Anal Ocean was below mm-hmm. 3. Yeah, for you it was, and I think I gave it a five or six, and you got crazy. Uh, I would give the movie, I'd give this new movie a 7.5 out of 10. Um, the issues that it does have really, 
bother the fuck out of me, but it's still a very, very extremely solid video game movie. They did a very good job. There's just the little things they didn't need to do the way they did, but hey, it's just how it works. Uh, adaptations aren't perfect. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes, the movie is sitting at 54% with 227 reviews with audience score at 86% with 2,500 plus verified readings. Pretty fucking crazy, right? I th- Movie critics suck. They do. A lot of them do, but that's why I kind of like talking about it because it's like there's definitely a different consensus. But I think the Metacritic one's kind of interesting. So 44 Metascore with 40 reviews and then 6.3 User Score with 763 reviews. So I don't know. Um, I think it's a good film, man. I, I am like so freaking excited to see what they do moving forward. Yeah, as long as you don't take the movie seriously. Like, it's not a... I would say a serious film. It's based off of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The most bloody game. Or used to be the most bloody game. Used to be, but it's the most bloody fighting game. Yeah, it's what brought gore to video games. So I got something interesting for you. So Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion Revenge is 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and 87% on... like That's pretty fucking good. I might rewatch that today. It's a good Anyways, anime. Yeah, it's a very good one, man. Um, Alex, thank you so much for doing this with me. I know we were kind of tired and probably should have prepped a little bit more, but I think we did a good job. Um, it's so fun to just talk about Mortal Kombat movies. Um, I don't know when you're going to be back on again. We haven't scheduled it, but we have a very fun episode around Elder Scrolls we're going to do for everyone, which I will start preparing to get ready for this week. Uh, Remember your lullabies. Yeah, guys, get excited for this. It's going to be pretty sweet. Um, We're about to nerd the fuck out over Elder Scrolls. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. There's so much lore to talk about, and we're going to get into probably one of the best storylines. So, um also super messed up storyline. So yeah, Alex, thank you so much for being on, man. Um, We'll see you guys next time. Bye.